You are listening to Jai Long, and this is Make Your Break, episode 150. Hey, often I get messages from entrepreneurs, creative entrepreneurs, wedding photographers that are just starting out in the game and a lot of the times they feel like and they express to me that they can't make six figures in their business. And sometimes we think it's impossible, especially if we haven't seen other people do it or if we look up to, say, people like myself or other educators and they've done it long ago and we can feel like the market's changed and you know, the landscape's changed, everything is completely different and maybe we wouldn't be able to do it now. So there's a lot of limiting beliefs and I think it is important to really actually listen to people that are in the trenches right now, doing the work, doing the things, making their dream possible, just like you may want your dreams to become possible. So I don't know if you are just starting out right now and you're building a six-figure business and you haven't got there yet, or if you've already built a six-figure business, I think you'll get a lot from this episode. So Today, I talked to Cheyenne. She is a student of mine inside the Six Figure Business Map, and she's got a business called Bywater Collective. So you can go find her on Instagram at Bywater Collective. Now, I wanted to talk to Cheyenne today because she has just hit six figures not too long ago, only a couple of months ago, and she did a really great post in the Facebook group just to sort of share her win and share with everybody what she's been up to and the big unrealistic goals that she set and how she actually hit them, which of course is so inspiring for myself and the whole community. And we want to just share that with everybody else. Now, one thing that I don't really talk about too much, but is my coaching program, the the actual six-figure business map. And one important thing about it is I am trying to set out to change people's limiting beliefs and their mindset around business. Many of us, we think business can be hard or it is hard. Many of us think it's hard. It's impossible. It's not fun, all these type of things. And I really am trying to shift people's mindsets for them to feel like business is actually fun and it's enjoyable. Because if you know me, you know that I believe business is insanely creative. It's insanely fulfilling. It helps me with my purpose in life, which is bring my art, which is bring my work to the people that love what I do and they're willing to pay what I'm worth, all those type of things. And on a day-to-day basis, it's all about creating a business that works for me instead of me working for my business. I love the fact that I can create something and I call it a ship. I can create a ship that I'm proud of and I can get on there and I can get off there and it still works. But more importantly, my day-to-day is actually fun. It's not me just doing admin. It's not me doing all the things, you know, bookkeeping and taxes and spreadsheets and all the things that I don't want to do and I didn't sign up to. So as a creative entrepreneur, it's insanely important for me to enjoy every single day. And that is a lesson that I like to instill into all my students. So when I hear that they now enjoy business and they feel clarity and they feel empowered and they feel like they can go after their goals and actually hit those goals, then of course, that's a huge win for us. Now, the Six Figure Business Map is actually open for enrollment this week. So if you want to find out more, head over to my website, jialong.co. You will see at the top, there's tabs for reviews. So you can meet some of the people in there if you want to talk to them. 
and there's a wait list and a sales page. So you can get straight over there. We're only allowing 300 people to join this mentoring program. So uh, coaching program. So if you do want to coach in your corner this year and you want to make business really fun and you want to see a new perspective and you want to find that new version of yourself and you want to grow towards the person you want to be, then the coaching program is a great way for you to get the support that you need, the strategies that you need and make business enjoyable. Work with other people that are also absolutely passionate about what they do. So head over to jialong.co for all the information. You'll see a countdown timer and everything. Uh, If it's not open, you will see where you can join the wait list and each enrollment I'm allowing around 300 people to make it nice and small so everybody gets some attention and everything else. So I think that's it. Let's get into this episode. Hey, I have Cheyenne here. Cheyenne has been inside the business map for a little while and on the 30th of December in 2021, she announced that she is now a six-figure business owner with her wedding photography business. So I'm really excited to have a chat with her today because I know there's so many people right now that don't believe that it could be possible for them or that it is possible. And I know when I was first coming up, I just wanted to hear from some people that were in the same stage as me and uh, and hear the excitement when you build something that you're proud of and you build something and you just want to share it with the world. So hi, Cheyenne. How are you? Hi, Jai. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm really good. Thank you so much for getting on onto the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. This is really something, honestly. Not <laughs> something I was expecting and I'm really touched that you asked me. Here you are. Hey, um, do you want to have a bit of a introduction and tell me about where it all started and how you made your break into becoming a six-figure business owner? Sure. Yeah. So um, my background actually is not in photography at all. I have a master's degree in psychology and had always expected to be a therapist. Um, And I was for a little while, uh, but I just really needed a creative outlet. And so I started doing photography on the side. Um, It actually started when my older sister became pregnant with my nephew and she wanted photos taken, but for whatever reason said that she didn't trust anyone other than me, someone who had never used a camera before. That was my first lesson that photography is a lot about trust. And I realized when I was taking those photos and just the process of working to make someone feel comfortable in a new way that I had found something I really loved. And I slowly but surely began to transition out of working as a therapist into being a full-time photographer. Wow. And how long ago was this? That was in 2016. 2016. And so when in 2016, you decided to sort of transition, did you see it as like, this is going to be my full-time business? Or was it this more like, hey, this is a full-time passion that I want to follow and I want to just see where it leads me? Yeah, mostly it was the passion part. And then it wasn't until 2019, actually, that I went full-time as a photographer. Yeah. So it took you three years to sort of transition until you were like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this full-time and um, no one can stop me. Yeah, exactly. I realized that when I was at my full-time job, I was thinking about this. And so I made it my mission to get to do the thing that I was thinking about the most. That's awesome. Do you feel like um, your degree 
And a lot of things that you did as a therapist has really helped you with your new career. So you bring a lot of those things in and it allows you to sort of like lean on all the skills that you've grown over the years. Absolutely. I lean on it more than anything else. I think it's where I lead from in my business. Certainly. Um, It helps me to connect with people. Yeah. It's, I touch back to everything I used as a therapist to make connections with people. You know, I say that photography is my career, but my vocation, my life's calling is more about helping people. And, you know, I just try to differentiate between the two and lean more into my calling versus my career. That's amazing. You know, so many people when they come into photography or as being a creative entrepreneur, they come from different angles. So for yourself, it's like, I want to help people and I can connect on a deeper level and and others, they want to play with more gear. Others want more like life freedom. Others just want to go and create art. So there's so many different reasons of why we sort of funnel ourselves down into going like, Hey, I'm going to do this and I want to make it work. Do you enjoy the business side of things? I don't. No, I do not. Not until, <laughs> honestly, uh, not until recently. Um, yeah. Something I actually heard you say a while back was that a lot of photographers lead with their heart, but they don't know anything about business. And that could not describe me more accurately. Yeah, totally. It's just mostly for a long time, it was a mystery to me. It's becoming a lot more clear now and I'm seeing the benefits of that tenfold. Yeah. And so business for you, like it's, um, and like most of us, we sort of start off and we've got this dream and we want to go out and create some stuff. And sometimes we don't really know how that's going to work and we can't really, you know, see how that's going to happen. But then it gets to a point where it's like, Hey man, I really want this to work. So maybe I need to start learning a little bit of business, but I don't know if this is true for you, but I feel like a lot of business because it may not be taught by the right people or it's, it just seems like overwhelming and it seems boring and it seems uninteresting. So we tend to steer away from it, you know, no matter what. <laughs> Do you feel like that was for you? Yeah, that is definitely true for me, Jai. The business side of things made me feel disconnected, which was the opposite of what I was looking for in this work. So I pushed back against that a lot and it made me feel like I was going back into the corporate world a little bit. And so, Realizing that that's really not the truth and that conducting business in a educated and clear way is just another way to connect with people and serve clients and help people. And when I know every area of my business, I'm a better business owner and therefore, you know, just a more complete version of myself because I am a business owner. And that's something that I had to grasp. I didn't understand that for a while, or I just couldn't accept it. It felt untrue to me. And it's feeling a little bit more like it's a part of me now. Yeah. I think a lot of the times it's um sort of stepping into it, isn't it? And just like you saying it out loud, then it, there's like so much power to it because it means that you take responsibility and it's like, well, no, this is actually what I am. You know, like if you were like, I'm, I yeah. am an entrepreneur and these are the things that I'm doing. And then when you say those things, you act completely different because it's like, well, what does it take to be a business owner then? Like, what do I need to know? Right. Absolutely. I think for a long time I was doing business, but I wasn't being a business owner. Mm. And I think there's a really big difference in that. Just like 
you know, you can either do a service or you can be, be in service to someone. I can do therapy or I can simply be therapeutic to the people that I'm around. And if I'm faced with choosing between doing and being, I'm going to choose being every time. And so being able to say, I am being a business owner by doing this, you're right. There's power in that. Names matter. Words matter. Language matters. And when you apply the appropriate title to yourself, you can step into that power. Yeah, that's incredible. I also think the same with you know creating your goals and stuff like that. And I'm not sure if your goal was to be like a six-figure business owner. And a lot of us as creative entrepreneurs, we, we don't usually go after the money. And sometimes we feel guilty talking about money. And um, when you have the power of saying like, this is actually what I want, this is what I'm going to do actually. And I'm going to hit it. And when you did hit it and you put that post on Facebook, it must've felt like very empowering because it's something like, not only have you admitted and recognized like what you are, you've also put your goals out there and then you've been able to say like, I've, I've actually hit these goals. Yeah. There's, that's a real thing. <laughs> I wish there had been a little camera on me that day when I was you know, sitting there staring at the post I was about to make on Facebook and how afraid I was to say it. But it's then so I thought scary. about it's so scary and it's so not me to say something yeah. like that. I'm constantly, you know, looking outward and it felt good, man. It felt good to be able to say, hey guys, I did it. And you can ask me anything about it. I'm here to help you. I'm here to be a resource to you. And I'm here to continue to learn from all of you too, because the community that you've built that we share in is it's something special. It's cool. I love it there. It was just so cool to be able to be a part of it and post about it. And I don't know. I just like it a lot. Well, I loved your your post because it was really confident and it really does help everybody else do the same thing because there's so many people right now. I actually get messages on my Instagram and they said like, oh, Jai, I actually just, I hit six figures. I don't want to tell anyone though. Like I feel like I'm I'm bragging or I feel like, you know, I'm undeserving or it was an accident or, you know, there's so many, or there's like guilt. I shouldn't be making money and stuff. And I'm like, no, you should actually go back there and say to someone else that's just like yourself that, doesn't also want to say something because when everybody comes up and says like, no, this is, these are my goals and I'm going to be unapologetically me. And I'm going to go after things that best suits me. It liberates all the creatives out of the spot of feeling um, suppressed and feeling like they shouldn't be doing those things. Ah, And I think any chance you have to give that to someone else, you should take it. And I don't know if you'll remember, because I'm sure you're getting these messages often, but I messaged you on Instagram before posting it on Facebook. I just took a second and then I was like, man, I got to share this with everybody. And I I did. That's (laughs) awesome. It took a lot for me to do it, but we got there. It does. And like, I've got to be honest, I am in the same boat. Like I, like I hit goals and stuff and I'm the biggest block that I have is I just don't want to share these things with people because I'm like, well, I don't know, not everyone else is sharing the same success that I'm getting or not everybody else is going to feel the way that I feel about what I'm doing. And so like, I also get all that guilt, the exact same guilt, just, you know, at a different stage, like it sort of continues on, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So for you, like, I want to know, I know you joined the Six Figure Business Map. I know that I would actually like to know about that. I would like to know like when you, because it's a, it is a big deal. And it's a big deal because you got to invest in yourself and you also were going like, you know what, I'm going to learn business and I'm going head on with it. 
So I'd like to know like the thought process behind like your goals and when you felt like you're committed enough that you're going to actually seek out help and you're going to like make this happen. Yeah. So I love to learn. I'm a lifetime learner. I'm a huge reader. I that's just how I am. Um, so I'm really drawn to the education space, which is huge in this industry and something I, I mean, I just eat it up, but I was finding that a lot of it was repetitive. A lot of it was coming from teachers that while they're so talented and have so much value to offer, they weren't resonating with me. And so truly through your podcast, I just felt like the topics you were covering, they were being covered with so much honesty and compassion. And you brought on really interesting guests who got to speak from their strengths and not just about hot button topics in our industry. And I was eager to get in the business map. It honestly wasn't a hard decision for me. It was a big investment for where I was in my business because that six figure mark, that was a huge jump for me. And so it was an investment, but it was not a hard decision. And it's one I've would make again. Yeah, that's so cool. It's real interesting hearing that too, like that you're sort of not trying to um, listen to all the hot, you know, the hot clickbait topics that are sort of get around everywhere. And I, and I feel the same way because when I listen to stuff, I'm like, oh man, I, that's covered by everybody. And I know it's just sort of the same thing because it's like very popular or whatever. But it sounds to me like you are obsessed with learning and you must be obsessed with like self-development as well. Yeah, I would say so. I'm just a really curious person. I would say like I, when people ask me to describe myself, that's the first thing I say. I'm like compassionately curious. I just want to know things in a way to, I just feel like when you know other people, you can love them better. When you know things on a deeper level, you can engage with them in a meaningful way. And I feel that way about photography too. The more I learn, it's just the next step towards being able to love people better through photography or love photography more, the more I know about it, the more I love it. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm just always open to learning (laughs) things. The the more that you know, do you realize the less that you know? Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 It's it's just like, oh man, (laughs) what have I I done? Like I've done that with photography. I've done that with business, like everything. And I like the more that I learn, the more books that I read, the more podcasts I listen to, the more I'm just going, oh my God, like I I haven't even started. Yeah. I know nothing. (laughs) Yeah. I literally know nothing. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. Yeah. But that there's freedom in that too. I think so. Like, well, being naive is really important. I think in in business and in so many things. Because for yourself, for instance, like if you just if you were actually quitting your job and you weren't like that, and you looked around at all the competition and you looked around at all the reasons why you couldn't succeed, you would never get started. And I think like being naive in in those situations is so important. You're so right. If I had known what it was going to be like, I wouldn't have done it. I would have been so scared, but the payoff's huge. I'm glad I did it, but you're right. The more I know, the less I know. And the more I know, the less I feel a part of it. I feel like it just like, it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger in terms of the industry, in terms of the craft. It just craft that makes me sound so like hoity-toity but like you know (laughs) the act of being a photographer which a lot of times it does feel like an act it just feels bigger and more vast the more I do it that's cool hey so let's sort of jump through and shift some gears here I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit more there's so many people like I didn't want to send you stuff to think about first because you are exactly where so many people are and 
right now, like you, not only are you on the podcast right now talking about this stuff because you've done it before, but you've got to realize like you've actually done it now. Like you've hit six figures. And so you have done that. And I want to know a couple of practical things for my listeners right now. If you're thinking about someone else that really wants to get into it, the first thing I want to talk about is mindset. I want to talk about like, what can you give around your mindset and the shifts that you've seen that really helped you reach your goals? So the first thing I would say is to look inward. I am so guilty of looking around me to see what everyone else is doing and then trying to do that. And this is kind of cliche, but it's just the fact that no one else is you and no one else can work from the same strengths that you can. As soon as I leaned into the parts of myself, I knew the best and the parts of myself that I trusted the most, the more appealing I was to other people as a creative and as a business owner. So that is the first thing I would tell people. And that's awesome. I don't know how practical that feels, but it's true. I think that just will land on so many people at the exact right time. And so sort of summarize, you're kind of talking about like your superpowers, right? So it's like you've worked out what your strengths are and you've been able to actually go towards those strengths instead of always trying to fix all your weaknesses. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you heard me. Thanks. Yeah, that's exactly it. And to be true, like to be fair, there are plenty of weaknesses that require you to work on them. So that when you extend yourself out to somebody else as a professional, you're doing so in an honest way. Um, I think it's important not to reach out to someone unless you can actually grasp them. Like reaching someone and being able to grasp something is, is different. That requires a strength. That requires a steadiness to be able to grasp something and pull it towards you to pull it up. So it's easy to reach something, but it's not as easy to hold on to it. And so I think you do have to fill in those gaps where you may have weaknesses, but lead from your strengths and tap into them as often as you can and use those to market yourself. And when you're presenting yourself to other people, lead with that. Don't try to lead with someone else's. I love that so much. So with your superpowers and then you like leading from your strengths, do you feel like that brings you more into a flow? So in a sense of like each day when you're waking up and you're going to do things, like you feel more energized, you feel like you're getting more things done. You're feeling like you're making a bigger impact. Definitely. Yeah, of course. And not only that, but I'm attracting things to me that mean something to me, not just things, but people I'm attracting clients that resonate with things that are important to me because I've put it out there. I love that. And then, so that leads to momentum. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> it's I so good because right now. Yeah, like you've got momentum now. And so if anyone, and I use this analogy, like if you're driving a car, like a lot of the times we'll go into the fast lane and then there'll be something slow in front of us. So it's like a block. And a lot of the times it's it could be like our weaknesses and things that we don't really know. But when we start going towards our superpowers, working on our strengths, we get into that flow. And it, as you're getting momentum, it's harder to stop because the faster that you're going, it's like, yeah, you make mistakes along the way and stuff because you're blazing along like an entrepreneur. But uh, the momentum helps you get to the next destination and faster as well. And it also allows you to hit over those speed humps and all those things that pop up all the time without even worrying about it. 
Yeah. And I mean, it's exactly, it's like a ramp too. If you're hurtling at something full speed and you hit a ramp, you're going to soar off of it. If you're just trudging along and worried about each and every little mistake and you're just slowly getting up to that ramp, you're going to hit the top and you're just going to topple over and nothing's <laughs> going to happen for you. It's going to be a disaster. I so love you gotta, that like, so much. Hit the gas. You got to be on the gas. You've heard it here right now. I'll make you break. You got to be on the gas. <laughs> <laughs> Never hit that break. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Make your break, but don't hit it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. So with your mindset, have you actually seen your mindset change a lot over the last, you know, let's say 24 months? And has a lot of the times, has it ever surprised you? Yeah. Uh, yes, it has. Um struggling to think of a specific time that I can share mm-hmm. with you, but there's definitely been times where the anxiety has taken over for me. I'm a hyper vigilant person. I'm aware of the risks at all times. Like I always know my exit strategy is kind of a person <laughs> and I've, I've felt that start to fall away because I've, I'm mm-hmm. trusting myself and it, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but it goes back to if I'm trying to be someone else, I'm always going to feel uncomfortable because, you know, those clothes don't fit. When I'm being myself, it fits. It feels warm. It feels safe. It feels comfortable. And from there, I can move in, within the world. And so, yeah, my mind shift changed drastically when I just said, you know, forget it. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do and I'm going to do what I feel good at and put out work that when I see it, I'm like, yeah, I, I did that. That was mine. It wasn't manufactured. It wasn't a recreation of something else that I saw. And that that feels good to do, to feel not just for the sake of being unique, but to feel honest is a good feeling. I can hear the therapist coming out in you. Huh? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Like it, I think just like what you just said was just so powerful. And I know so many people are just going to resonate with that because it's like, you know, you just said like if if you're wearing someone else's clothes, you just don't feel comfortable. And it's so true, you know, and many of us, we try to, and even in the business map, like I make sure I say this all the time. I'm like, you're not the next me or you're not, you can't be me because so many people, you know, they try and do something like that. I'm like different energy, different everything. But you, the second that you show up as yourself and utilize these strategies in the way that best works you, then you're going to blow up and no one will be able to stop you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel that. I believe that's true. That really resonates with me. So let's talk about, so we talked about mindset. Let's talk about practical steps. So we know that uh, obviously to be able to, one thing that you said is you can fluke your way to somewhere, but there is a point if you want to keep it, you do need to have a system in place. You do need to be able to know what you're doing, especially if you want to scale up from a hundred thousand. And And to me, in my mind, I do believe like anyone can really hit a hundred thousand and it is actually easier than a lot of people think, but you're right. Like if you want to scale past that, or if you want to repeat that process, then you're going to, and especially not to burn out, you're going to have to have systems in place and you're going to be able to know what to do so you can make life a lot easier. So for you, what were some of the most important things that you feel uh, happened for you in the last 12 months that really helped you get to that goal? Yeah, I um, I hired a virtual assistant. And the best part of it being I hired my friend. So to quote Ted Lasso, if you get the chance to hire your best friend, do it. Yes. So I did. <laughs> and <laughs> it's been amazing because not only do I have someone in my corner who 
who cares and is invested in my success. I'm pulling someone along with me that I care about. So I'm invested in her success as well. But being able to say, hey, I'm not good at this. And that's the only reason why I don't want to do it. It's it's not too hard. It's not not important. It's very important, but I'm terrible at it. So how would you like to do with this? She does tasks that a lot of virtual assistants don't do. Like if you look at a list of what, what should I give my virtual assistant? Half the stuff she does is not on there because half that stuff I can do myself and I'm, I'm fine at it. I'm good at it. And she, she fills in those gaps for me. So that was huge. It so took away a lot help. of anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Ask for help and pay them well, compensate people. And it, it works. That's so, so important. And especially the last thing that you said, like pay them well. It's it's so important because if you're growing a business, a lot of the times we forget that there's people out there that can do things better than what we can do. And not only that, yes. they enjoy those tasks. So for instance, like here, I've got a guy that's um, starting with us this year and he loves spreadsheets. I hate him. But I don't want to, like if I do it myself, I'm sitting there hating him and I'm depriving him of a job where he would actually love and thrive on that task. So it's like, why am I being so selfish where I won't let go of that? And I sit here and I'm miserable and I'm just doing spreadsheets. Makes no sense. Right. Yeah. You're robbing him of his joy, Jai. Give him the spreadsheets. Exactly. Give him the spreadsheets. Like make it happen. Make everybody happy. So I think that's... um, that's such a good practical thing. And there's so many people right now that are like, man, there's so many things I want to outsource. Oh, outsource. Yeah, definitely. That's huge. And another thing is something that I've been telling myself a lot, especially now that I do have a few people who take on tasks for me, who work for me. That's weird for me to say. They work yeah. for me. That's uncomfortable. You're a boss. But yep. I'm a, I'm a boss. <laughs> You're a boss. <laughs> now that I have people who work for me. I just got so flustered. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, okay. I remember. Um, now that I do have people who work for me because I am a boss to recap, the best idea wins always. That's and if awesome. I can separate myself from, you know, whatever it is I'm bringing to the table and just realize that we're all working towards a common goal, the best idea in the room wins every time. No question. Egos out of it. That's massive. Hey, because all of a sudden you become a superpower. You're no longer yeah. just running on one brain, one vision. It changes the game for you. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like I've seen that happen since I've been in the business map too. Seeing some new superheroes join the team, making things yeah. happen. That's, yeah, it's incredible. And yeah, for us, it's definitely like that. Like having more people in, having Mel in and stuff like that, you know, Morgan, Jordan, like everyone, all the minds come together. And then when we get out of whiteboard or something, I'm like, man, I would have never thought of half this stuff. This is actually incredible, you know? So it's so important to give up the reins and allow everyone to come in for one big common goal. Yeah. And I think that that can, for another practical way of using that, if you're a wedding photographer and you hire a second shooter, and if there's someone who technically understands how to work a camera and be a photographer, let them do their thing. And that yeah. gallery, that album is going to grow and blossom into something that you couldn't have imagined because another brain was making magic with you that day. Like I work with my husband. He's my second shooter 99% of the time. And it takes a lot for me not to be like, no, 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 go stand over there. Because I've been the photographer for a lot longer. Every time I see his photos, I'm like, gosh, I, could, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have think would not have thought to do that. And I 
I just think the best idea should win every time. Sometimes it's not my ideas. Giving them full creative control. Like I love that so much. And I feel like not many people actually ever say that anywhere. So that's such mm-hmm. a good piece of advice. Yeah. So with other practical things in terms of like, let's say marketing or in terms of getting more support, like getting into the business map or anything else that you feel like um, for you, it really leapfrogged you forward. And it's like, oh man, this, this is something that just helped me. Mm-hmm. Definitely the business map has been huge for me. I'm starting to try to make photographer friends. It hasn't come easy for me. I live in a really small town. I love all the photographers that are around here, but I've struggled to really find a community. And the little bits that I am finding have been massive. Mm. It it helps a lot. So finding like-minded people, not necessarily people who think like you, but people who care about the same things is helpful. Making friends. I've got to say, like, I honestly, yeah, (laughs) honestly, I've got to say, like, one of the um, things that helped me with my success throughout all businesses is I have friends. Yeah, I I need to make some friends. (laughs) You got to go out there and make some friends. Like, it's so hard to do alone. And if you have no one in your corner to, like, you know, just talk with or or share ideas or just like um, have that kind of release of, you know, hanging out with other people that are on the same journey as you, it becomes so hard. But then also when you have friends, you can work together, you can collaborate, you can network, you can share referrals, you can do so many things. So it actually does strengthen your business as well. But for me, yeah, so many things have come from making friends. Definitely. And there's when you're working with friends or discussing work with friends who understand your work, there's that power of, oh, I've been through that too. Or that's happened to me before. Don't worry about it. Or this is what I did when that happened. You know, just that collective energy, that collective thought is huge. I've got to say like the whole, um, you haven't been in the industry long enough to sort of see the big shift in education in our industry. But I feel like the last like even 12 months or 24 months, there's been so much more um, collaboration with everybody in the community. It's been such a big collective, right? So like even in our community, for instance, like if people are getting together and they're sharing every little thing that they did that actually worked or the things that didn't work, or if they get into the Discord group and they're talking about those things, I noticed that, especially in the Discord group, actually, I'm not sure if you're in there much, but I noticed because it's real time and they're actually chatting, you progress so much quicker. Because it's, it's sort of like all the things that, you know, that you're doing right now, you don't know if you're doing it the right way or the wrong way. You can tap in and talk to people straight away and you can get so, such, so much feedback on how someone else has done it or a different perspective or a better way or a worse way or like whatever it is. But it's, it's almost instant. Yeah, that sounds incredible. I got to get in there because you're right. I haven't spent any time in the Discord Yeah, group. you do because people get in there straight away and um, you know, they, it's just like real time. They're just having a chat. Like, what do you think about this? What about this idea, guys? And everyone starts brainstorming and I'm like, actually, that's where education is changing. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's the course and it's the coach and those things. But then being able to even just talk with me and with you and other people in a Discord group like that, that fast with people that you know that are committed to their goals it actually changes the game. Like it's collective power now. Sounds, sounds killer. <laughs> I want to get in there really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even just like talking about collective power, even you being on the podcast right now, talking to people that are like on the same path as you and they're like, man, I want, I'm a creative entrepreneur. I want to make 50,000 a year. I want to make a hundred thousand. I want to make more profit. I want to, I want to do these things. I want to do them shamelessly. 
you are sharing your thoughts right now, which is a collective way of showing someone else of like, hey, it's possible. She's done it. I want to go out and do it. I want to get on Jai's podcast and share this same stuff. Like, let's make this happen. Yeah, I've been that person. Yeah, I know how that exactly how that feels. I've gotten so much value from the guests that you bring on. And I love this interview style where you address large topics with one person who gives their unique experience and, and their unique thoughts on it. And I know I've gotten a lot out of it. And yeah, I hope that that is what today is for a lot of people too. That's what it's all about. Hey, so it's just to sort of finish off, can you just give us some... Give us some like maybe some wise words, maybe some motivational words, whatever it may be from you. Maybe it's some some therapeutic words just on like anyone else that is thinking that it's impossible to hit a goal, like, you know, make six figures from their business, whatever it is, and how we could go after it. Yeah, sure. Have you ever heard of the concept of the beggar's bowl? No. Okay. This is something that I think about constantly. And it's something that I had ignored when I first became a photographer. And then it came to me one day, like kind of just re-entered my consciousness. And I was like, oh, why did I give up? Why did I give up that thought process? I'm going to, I'm going to try it again. So basically the idea is the beggar's bowl is a concept that basically to keep your hands up, turned open, uh, similar to, to a beggar you may see on the street. The idea that we are all empty. Yes, exactly. Yes. We're just holding like our hands yeah, up. I'm like doing holding. it right now. Yep. Yeah. And just understanding that everything that people give to you is a gift because being a beggar and having your hands open, no matter what someone gives you, you're going to appreciate it. And when people give things away, it's a gift. You're going to be intentional about the things you give. And for me, the beggar's bowl means to be curious. It means to step into any space, into any session and trust that those people are going to tell me their stories. I don't have to make their stories for them. They're already living them. And it, it has helped me to be a better photographer, to keep my hands open and to not feel like I have to manufacture moments or to feel like I have to construct things and to make images happen that are already happening. It helps me to stay present. It helps me to accept the things that people are willing to give me and willing to share with me. And that goes for, you know, learning in education. It goes to my relationships with clients, with my relationships in my personal life and how I relate to my business too. You know, everything can be a gift if you let it. And if something isn't serving you, take it out of your bowl. Like keep your hands open because something else is going to come and it's going to replace that. And your bowl is going to fill up exactly how it's meant to. And you can use all of it. So I don't know if that's wise, but those are the thoughts that go through my head when I get stuck. I get stuck a lot. And if I just kind of like just glance down at my hands and do that little symbol to myself, especially on like wedding days when things are so hectic and you feel like you have to make things happen. It just takes me out for a second. It makes everything look big again and feel feel bigger than me. And I just wait for people to put things in my little bowl. Cheyenne, I love that so, so much. That's awesome. And that like, it, it really does, like it shows you gratitude and um, you know, <laughs> thankfulness and all this kind of stuff. So I love it. And it's also, you know, it's a giving mentality as well, instead of a taking mentality, because if you're there, you're not asking people like give, give, give. Um, or sorry, right. take, take, take. Like, what, what are you going to teach me? What, what's going to happen here? It's like, you're just waiting for it to come to you. 
And um, right. I love it. it's not taking, it's receiving. It's receiving. That's it's right. That yeah. Completely different. That's awesome. And receiving is hard for someone like me because it means that I'm out of my control. I heard someone say that recently. Mm. And, you know, when you're accepting things and you're not, because giving comes naturally to me, it's hard for me to receive. And I think being a photographer, sometimes it's more powerful to receive what's happening around you rather than, you know, putting yourself out there on everything. Let, let, the people in front of you do what they're going to do. And more importantly, going back to doing versus being, let them be who they're going to be. And you just be there with them and things are going to happen. Yeah. I love that so much. Like being able to receive, I completely relate to that. And it can be insanely hard because especially if you're a giver and you're giving all the time, but it's, you can feel you can feel guilty. You can feel so many different things when you actually receive, like maybe there's not, there's not enough. It's not enough for me. Or it shouldn't be for me. I, like I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. Like, you know, all this comes up as we are creative entrepreneurs. And even with, I have friends that are like, man, I find it hard to just invoice people. I just want to do the work. I just want to take the photos. Like I just want to do this and that. And a lot of people find it really hard to receive. Yeah. I'm one of those people. I can, I can relate to everyone who feels that way. It's hard, but it's, it's worth it. And it's, some people give you really beautiful things if you let them. I love that. Hey, so where can we find you on social media so we can come and say hi and thank you for that piece of advice? Oh, I would love that. So my business name is actually Bywater Collective. It's B-Y-W-A-T-E-R and then collective. And that's me. I'm on there. So we can find you on Instagram, best place? Yeah, on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Uh, my personal Instagram, if you ever wanted to pop on there, is C-H-E-Y-A-L-F-O-R-D. My secrets, nothing to hide. So, Thank you so much for getting onto the podcast with me, having a chat and, um, and spreading your message with everybody. I know so many people are going to appreciate this. You're going to get so many messages. You're going to get so much love in your DM. So look out for that. And um, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Jai. This is, this is awesome. You filled my bowl today. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 